Welcome to the NS North podcast. My name is Phil Kaskarain, and I'm joined tonight by my co-host Dan Byers. How are you, Dan? I'm good, man. How are you? I am great. Our special guest tonight is speaker Gordon Fontenot. How are you doing, Gordon? Good. I'm doing good. Cool. So uh, it's about to snow uh, here in winter, and um, for people who are listening to this uh, later, but uh, we're getting ready to record another episode of the NSO podcast, and we'll start by introducing you, Gordon, and uh, who are you, where are you from? Uh, yeah, so uh, my name is Gordon Fontenot. I'm an iOS developer at um, ThoughtBot. We're a consulting company kind of in the States and over in Europe. Um, I also do a podcast called Build Phase Weekly about um, iOS development with uh, Mark Adams, I think. With Mark Adams, that's right. Cool. And and so you're you're an iOS developer. And so how mm-hmm. how long have you uh, been working on iOS with uh, Thoughtbot? A um, couple years. I think I just I just passed my two year anniversary in September. So nice. Um, nice. So I've been there a couple years now. It's been good. And and like. Is it primarily all client work that you do, or is it uh, a lot of internal tools or open source stuff? That, like, you guys like contribute a ton to the community as well, but like, what, yeah. do, they, what do they pay you for? <laughs> <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, yeah, like primarily client work. Um, we, I, you know, I do. We work on clients, client work as much as possible. Um, like the goal is to have me be profitable for the company but we do at thoughtbot we do um uh you know kind of a we do what we call it investment time so we only do four-day client weeks um we do monday through thursday on client work and then fridays we have to spend on kind of anything that we want to do like uh that will make our us more valuable to the company like you know, educating ourselves on new things or make the community better. So working on open source or, you know, uh, making the company better. So anything in, inside the company internally that we want to fix. Oh, like internal tools. Like let's say you wanted to bring a new build system or something. Or Yeah, exactly. Or, or work on an app that won't ever be distributed, but it would be something that we would use internally. That's something I could do on, on Fridays. So that's oh, where a lot say, of... Right, yeah. right. You had an app that would... Uh, Say who's in the office, for instance. So you yeah, can, exactly, yeah. exactly. Um, or or be more R and D oriented, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of open ended. It's it's um, kind of do whatever you want. People will. It, it varies from you know doing straight up open source work, or you know sometimes I'll just stay, sit there and do um, you know issue triage stuff on some of the open source projects I'm associated with. Oh yeah. But then it, it could also be. Um, literally sitting on the couch reading a book all day you know <laughs> nice. um so somewhere in that range or watching arrested development if i understand or watching that. arrested development sure yeah. <laughs> so that's what, also important what, what's your what's your podcast again uh my podcast is called build phase hmm. um, and what what gave you the idea for that the name or the the or just in general show itself uh it's. I mean, so the podcast is is a Thoughtbot podcast. We have a number of podcasts that we do. Um, so Build Phase was the second one we did. We had a. We already had a Ruby on Rails oriented podcast um, called Giant Robots Smashing into Other Giant Robots, <laughs> and um, and so we had an, we had a Ruby on Rails centric one. And, and my boss uh, Chad Pytel, the CEO, wanted a. He wanted to do. He, we were we were just kind of getting up and running with iOS as a company. Um, so he want he asked me if I wanted to do a podcast. I pulled in uh, my buddy Mark from the San Francisco office, 
and we've kind of just been doing it weekly ever since. Oh, cool! Very good. As a, as a listener, I can tell that it's a, it's a very much a, just um, two uh, buddies talking about stuff and and uh, yeah. Uh, Occasionally uh, going into the very interesting, very deep topics, but uh, then going back into baseball. Yeah, it, that's actually yeah. The first, the first, the, we recorded an episode yesterday, and the first ten minutes we're talking about like off-season trades from the Giants and the Astros, and you know, six-man starting rotations and stuff like that. One thing you were mentioning is you've been doing iOS at Thoughtbot for two years uh, now, and the. Um, the last two years have been very interesting in terms of uh, changes in the iOS and or Mac world. Uh, I'm thinking about um, uh, Reactive Cocoa that mm -hmm. came out pretty much like, I think it's two and a half years ago something. It's, it's a GitHub project, isn't it? Yep. And after that, of course, last summer was Swift. Mm -hmm. So there were, there were, I think those are significant shifts in the, in the uh, iOS world. So uh, what do you, what's your take on that? Yeah, we've been um, really, really interested in that. It's it's actually weird, uh, especially over the past few months. Um, like I'm saying, we as like Thoughtbot as a company, or the iOS team at Thoughtbot. Um, really, the San Francisco office and the Boston office, which is where we have the most iOS developers, um, have been kind of going towards the same thing, but from two different directions. So like. Tony and I, my coworker Tony, the other iOS developer in Boston, um, have been really getting into Swift very heavily, doing a lot of kind of crazy functional programming stuff. Um, we, we both uh, really like Haskell, and we've both done a fair amount of Haskell stuff. And so we've been trying to pull a lot of that stuff over into Swift. Um, and then the San Francisco office has been doing a lot recently with Reactive Cocoa and getting really, really deep into Reactive Cocoa um, and kind of trying to use that to push their code forward. Um, and I feel like like both of our offices are coming, we're going to reach a center point there, you know what I mean, where like the functional stuff bleeds into Reactive Cocoa and the Reactive Cocoa stuff bleeds into the functional stuff. And um, I'm, I'm excited. I, I've been, I, I think the past few months, um, you know, since Swift came out, have been I've been more excited about Swift and more excited about programming than I have been in a while because of all this stuff. So, would you say that this these these um, paradigm changes, I guess you could say, do they bleed into or drive the architecture of your client work, or is this mostly like an R and D thing and, and and trying to push the community aspects of that forward? Um, both. Uh, we we. Like, I don't think we would talk about it if we weren't comfortable with using it. So, um, you know, we, we've done, we're currently working on a client project right now where we're being very functional internally. Cool. Um, using, using, you know, things straight out of Haskell. Um, I, you know, uh, uh, like custom, not custom operators. I, I hate it when people call these things custom operators. They're just operators that... Uh, we've taken from Haskell and concepts that we've taken from Haskell and just dropped them into um, Swift. So I have a I have an open source project called Runes R U N E S that um, introduces uh, the operators for map and apply and flat map into for optional and array, which it's kind of a bigger concept, but um, I, it introduces those into Swift, and uh, we use that internally for our client projects. And it does make, uh, it pushes us to using uh, very functional concepts 
inside the code for our client mm. projects as well. So these new, these new, essentially language features and languages, they, they drive the way you 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 design some things. But mm-hmm. is it something that your your clients ask for, or, or do they leave that as complete an implementation detail for you? Uh, I, no, it's it's a it's our clients trust us in this regard. Like if if we were coming on as a part of a bigger team, it would obviously be a bigger conversation about like right how should we do this? You know, how far should we push this line? But if it's just us working on a project. Um, we believe in it strongly enough that we think that this is the way we should be doing things. And so we're just going to do it that way. And, um, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's challenges there because it, it means that when we hand that project off, we're going to have to do some level of education for people coming into the project. Yeah, I right. was just thinking about that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and that's a risk. You know, it's, it's absolutely yeah. a risk. But But again, we believe very strongly in this. At least I do. You know, I believe in this, in 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 programming this way. Um, Tony believes in programming this way, and we have the you know support of our CTO and the company behind us. So that's um, cool. Hmm. So um, how about uh, so you say that you've a lot of this stuff you're collaborating with your different offices, uh, the mm-hmm. one between your office in Boston and San Francisco, and they're on, they're on the reactive cocoa and you're on the, I guess what you call it more functional side of things in Boston. Yeah. So mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff, does it hit the community? Like the, are, are there frameworks that you're releasing, uh, like open source or? Yep. Yeah. So, so we've done, um, I don't think we've released anything around Reactive Cocoa, but it, for for um, functional programming, we've released two libraries. So Runes, which I mentioned, is um, functional operators for optional and um, array. And then um, uh, we have a, a project called Argo that does JSON parsing. Um, uh, yes. Right, like functional functional JSON parsing. It's basically we just there's a there's a Haskell package called uh, Ason um, that does JSON parsing and we basically just ripped it off. <laughs> and, and, and did I it hope they Swift. approve with the license. <laughs> yeah, all right. I mean, you know, it, it's 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 very clearly inspired. Like if you look at it's it's actually it was actually crazy when when um, you know Tony did a lot of the or most of the work first getting it up and running and when. We finally figured out this syntax. It was kind of crazy to look at this syntax and then look at uh, the same, a, a similar parser from Ason in Haskell, and they look almost identical, right? There, we couldn't use the same operator for the JSON parsing that Ason does, but um, but it, they're insanely similar, and it was kind of interesting to see that we were able to get the language that close to Haskell. Um, <laughs> But yeah, we we we've open sourced that and and released that, and we're using that internally um, and uh, trying to support it externally as well. How, how would how would you say between the uh, the betas um, with the Swift development, active development that Apple's working on, like how how would you say that that's treating you guys in terms of your incorporation of Swift and so much of your stuff? Like has has it required a fair bit of you know? Uh, maintenance um you mean in terms of like changing syntax or breaking changes in swift uh we were we ran into those a lot i mean we started doing um you know this kind of stuff back in beta one so (laughs) um so the first you know the betas were were kind of rough there were a couple 
changes in the beta that weren't they weren't crazy, but they just meant long menial changes. Like they changed the way the, the, the triple dot and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, the, you know, yeah, they changed that. They changed the syntax for how you define arrays and um, dictionaries. Yeah, um, well, they, they did guarantee binary compatibility, but not right. source right. code compatibility, right. which right, right, I thought right. was an interesting approach. <laughs> right, and and so like we knew that going in, we weren't we weren't that that it wasn't a surprise to us. Um, since the betas, it's been fine like we haven't had a whole bunch of breaking changes um it, it's okay. been additive stuff the the only real problem is that source kit crashes oh, um yes constantly and and i think that because we are constantly at the limits of the compiler already because we just push type inference as far as it can go with argo and with this functional stuff um since we're already living at the edges of the of the um of the compiler I honestly think that SourceKit crashes at least twice as often for us. It's like a, it's like a every five minutes kind of a thing. I, I did my first project in Swift just yeah. because I forced myself to do it because yes, I can go back to Objective C. I know that really well, but no, damn it, I'm going to do it in Swift. And then you know, SourceKit crashes, crashes, crashes. <laughs> rebuild, yeah. clean build, source yeah. crashes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. This yeah. is just a very, very. I'm not pushing anything. I'm just doing what I would do in Objective C right. in Swift. Right. And it's like. Right. Oh. Wow, and now I'm I'm using the latest beta too, and it doesn't doesn't change a whole lot. How, however, one of the the unofficial themes of NS North is going to be evolution. So, mm -hmm. do you see that this evolution and functional programming and the the new Swift language with the the, the disappearance of dynamic typing essentially? Mm -hmm. uh, do, do you see that as a, as the way forward, uh, the way to to evolve the um, iOS and Mac? I do. Yeah, I I I. Um... I really honestly think that functional programming and static, like, you know, having a really strong type system is going to uh, yeah. result in better code and safer code yeah. and um, more manageable code in the long run. Um, don't, don't you feel that we're going to go back to C++ essentially? <laughs> no, I, I really don't. I think, that, I think that there are enough people that know what mistakes were made in C++ that are going to prevent that from happening. I, I think that it's, it's a valid concern. I think that it, people are, it's, it's fine for people to be worried about that, like especially around um, operator overloading and whatnot. Um, and to, to some degree templating, which has been abused a lot in C++. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, the 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 one that I hear most is the operator of oh yeah like yeah because that's the crazy one. operators yeah yeah so I think that that's just something that we have to keep an eye on as a community you know I, I mean? I'll like, just say two words emoji yeah. operators right exactly yeah. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> so outside of all the hacking away and coding and whatnot uh, what do, what do you do for fun what do you like to do when you when you're not at your desk um. I do uh, f like you know watching TV and ba I'm I'm a pretty big baseball fan. Um, nice. Uh, so watching a lot of baseball when when that's on. Do you go to um, the Red Sox games? Uh, no, I, I do if the Astros are in town. Oh okay, all oh, right, because you're more of an Astros fan because you're oh, yeah, a transplanted so, Texan. Yeah, right. he's a Jays exactly. fan, is he not? No. <laughs> oh, the Jays exist only so that the World Series are really World Series. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. After we got rid of the Expos, you know, we need to keep the Jays around. <laughs> Don't mention that. It rips out my heart. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so baseball and then uh, fitness. I'm, I'm a pretty big fitness buff. I, you know, do a lot of weightlifting. I did CrossFit for a couple of years. I'm going to go back to that at some point. 
So. Oh, so you might like some of the things that are coming up with the Apple Watch and uh, the fitness, uh, the health stuff. And yeah, except for I, I saw their commercials and stuff, and and they had like a CrossFit ish thing that you know a clip in there, and the dude was wearing a watch. I was like, that's a really <laughs> bad idea. Like you're gonna break that watch. Yeah. Immediately, <laughs> like I, I can I can imagine wearing a watch doing all that stuff. With, so. the, with the straps and ropes and whatnot. Right. Yeah, and yeah. you know, ankle you do... bracelet. <laughs> right. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, it's one of the new uh, the new straps for the sport edition. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Gordon. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Uh, Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter probably too much, so it's just at G Fontenot on Twitter. Right, and it's not uh, Golden Fontenot as I've learned recently. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up, though. <laughs> uh, Tickets are still available. April is right around the corner, and we have a wonderful weekend planned for attendees. If you would like to learn more, you can visit our website at nsnorth.ca. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter at nsnorth. We also have an important announcement to make. We have a new conference family member. Our friends Charles Perry and Joe Chiplinski have recently announced that they are organizing a conference this fall. It is called Release Notes, and it's going to focus primarily on the business of making apps. Both Charles and Joe have spoken at NS North in the past and at various other events over the years, so they know conferences, and I'm sure theirs is going to be great. It will be held in downtown Indianapolis from October 21st to the 23rd at a wonderful venue. You can check out their website at releasenotes.tv for more information. Thanks for listening. Be sure to join us again next week as we introduce, and you can get to know more about, another great speaker. Dan, how people can in touch with you. Uh, best way is on Twitter at underscore Dan Byers. That's B-Y-E-R-S. And I'm also, you send me an email at dan at nsnorth.ca. And I am at Philip C on Twitter, and you can email me at phil at nsnorth.ca. See you soon. Bye.